Masechta Rosh Hashanah, Dav Tesumat Beis, page 9, side B. So we learn from this Pasig that it's Ki'ilu Hisana Chi Vasiri. As if he fasted both days, on the 9th of Tishrei and the 10th of Tishrei. That means that the reward for eating and drinking on the 9th is similar to as if he would be fasting, which is more difficult. By the Psukim, with regards to Yevil, in Vayikra, in Perik of Halv, in Posik Tess, through Yud Aleph, the Torah says like this. So, what is the what are the mitzvahs that are involved with Yevil? It says, Abarta Shefer Truba Chedish Shiba, Osla Chedish Biema Kipurim Tashviru Shefer Bokho Artsachem. So that you have to blow the Shefer. And then, Vikidash Musnas Chamisim Shono. That you sanctify the 50th year and you call freedom in the land for all the inhabitants. Yoivel Hiti Lochem should be a Yoivel to you. So each man goes back to his property, to his land, to his owners. And each person goes back to his family. That 50th year should be Leisizro, a year of Yoyvel, Leisizro, Leisikrosuros, Svichel, Leisifsuros, Nizrael. Not to sow, and not to cut the, uh, the, um, the, the, the growing things and Nizrael. So in this Pesukim we see that there are three mitzvahs say, and one prohibition. Three positive and one prohibition. First of all, on the Yoyvel you have to blow Shoifer and Yom Kippur of Yoyvel. Number two, you have to send away the um, to freedom the Hebrew slaves, and number three, to return the fields to the original owners, and also the prohibition against sowing and harvesting the um, the crops on Yovel. So the machloikis that we're going to learn now is which one of these three positive mitzvahs that are in Yevil uh, will hold back the Leisessa, which means that if you did not do that mitzvah, the Yevil does not rest with regards to the prohibition of the Avedis Karka, of working in the field. It says in the Posik in Perik Chofei Posik Yud, Yevil he in the Baikro Perik Chofei Posik Yud, it says Yevil he so this is extra because it says that you should consecrate the 50th year. So this post is coming to add that that year is a yevil with regards to uh, the work of the uh, ground that the post talks later on. Even though they had not fulfilled the mitzvah that the post says, that you have to return the properties. Even though they didn't fulfill the mitzvah to blow the Shefrim Kippurim, which is the command which is mentioned in the first Pasik. But you might think that this would apply that even if they don't send away the slaves to freedom, they should still uh, rest. This is exclusion language, that only if the mitzvah of sending away of the Yavodim was done, then it becomes Yevilhi, then it's also. Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi disagrees, he says 
we should expound the verses differently. Yoivel he, it's Yoivel to include Avapish Shamtu, even though they have not performed, they didn't do the positive mitzvah of Shemitah, they did not return the property. Avapish Shilchi, even though they did not send away the slaves. You may think that it should rest Yovel even without blowing of the shofar. So that that's why he tells us he to teach us that only through blowing of the shofar does the Yovel rest. Since one verse is inclusionary, because the lashon of Yovel is coming to include that it applies even if the mitzvahs have not been fulfilled. And then there is one verse that exclusionary it says he, which is coming to exclude and say that there are mitzvahs, there are mitzvahs that would prevent the evil from resting. So why am I saying that Yovel he that is a, that, that it will be Yovel that that even they didn't send away the slaves, it's still gonna be Yovel. And then I say that language of he, and then I exclude that ain't a ain't um that ain't Ella in K ain't a Yevil ain't Yevil ain't Yevil Ella in K Taku. I still say that you must blow, and otherwise there's no Yevil. If you have to blow in the shofar, so the reason is because it's possible that there should be an without fulfilling the mitzvah of sending away the slaves. And that is in a situation, there is no slaves, there's no Hebrew slaves by Yin. But it's not possible that there should not be in the whole world one shofar to fulfill the mitzvah. So therefore it makes sense that the Torah hinges the mitzvah of Yevil in such a mitzvah which you can always do and not with a mitzvah that sometimes you can't do it. Another interpretation, Zoi Mesudah Lebezdim. Mrs. Kirshafer is given over to Bezdin. and they are obligated to instruct uh, to their agent to blow the shofar. But sending away the slaves ain't a Mesutalibazdin. That's not given over to Bezdin. But that's a individual obligation that individuals who have slaves, they have to send them away. So it makes sense that the Torah did not hinge the Yoivel on something which is hinges on the wishes of an individual that if he's going to refuse to send away the slave, the evil should not be fulfilled, that this should be nullified the evil. Why did Rabbi Yeshua need another reason? So Rabbi Yeshua was saying, if you're going to argue against the first reason, is not good because even with regards to slave, you're going to say it's not possible that there should not be even one person who has an evadivri and he's going to send away in the evil. So just like my shofar, you say that it's impossible that there should not be one shofar in the whole world. So therefore, there's no real reason to say that his shofar is, is take precedent over sending away the slaves. So Rabbi Yisuk gives another reason that this is by business, not by best. So the Gemara we understand according to Rabbi Yaisi, he holds that Kiyah Shoifer holds back the Yoivel and not sending away the slaves or returning the property. Kedomer Taimei, as he says his reasoning, um, that uh, he gives two reasoning. El Rabbi Yehuda, but Rabbi Yehuda holds 
that the sending away of the slaves would hold back Yovel, but the blowing of the shofar does not hold back Yovel. My time, what is his reasoning? He says, Amar Kurad, the passing of Ekrach of Hayyud says, Ukrasim Droir, Baretz, Kofrin Bardachol Yeshua to all its inhabitants. And then it says, Yovel he. Kasavar, Yuda holds Mikra Nidrash Lefonov, Lelifne Lefonov. That a, ber- a verse is expounded before, to the verse beforehand, but not the verse before the verse beforehand. So we can ex- therefore expound only what has been written right beforehand, not before that. And therefore we can expound the words Yoivel He to exclude only what it says in the beginning of the Pasik. And it says, which is the sending of the slaves, and not with regards to the blowing of the Shoifer, which is not next to Yoivel He, but that's in a Pasik that is uh, beforehand. So therefore, he holds that the Shuluch Havodim is Ma'ak of the Yovel, but we can't say that the Tkiyah Shev should be Ma'ak of the Yovel. Zog Dikmar like this, the Kula Alma, but according to Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yosef, the Pasik, meaning of the Pasik of the Roir, is Lashon Chedis. The Torah says, Kurasim the Roir is a language of freedom, of slaves. My Mashma, what is the Meaning of this language of Dreir, the Tanya in Dreir Loshen Chedus. The Dreir means freedom. Amr Rabbi Yehuda Ma Loshen Dreir. What is the language, the root of the word Dreir? Says Kimedayer Be Dayor. The person who lives in his own uh, rights of himself, wherever he wants. And he can bring merchandise in any country that he wishes. Which means that he's not enslaved to anybody, but he's free. Is Kimedayir Beidayorin. He lives like the people who live and are independent people. The Gemara continues now to the previous Machloikis. The Dels are the opinions of Rabbi Yudrabiyasi that only part of the mitzvah of Yevil would prevent the Yevil from resting with regards to the prohibition against working the ground. And the question is, which one are the mitzvahs that would prevent it? But the Chachamim says, all three of them are That all the three mitzvahs that apply to the Yovel, which is the blowing of the shofar, sending of the slaves, and the returning of the ground, growing uh, the properties to the owners, will prevent the Yovel. But if you did not fulfill either one, any one of these mitzvahs, then the Kedush of the Yovel does not rest, to prohibit it in the surface of the ground. Now the reason is because Kosavri, they hold Mikri Nidrash Lefonov, Vilif Nefonov, Vilachrov. That the Pasik is expounded both for the verse that precedes it, the verse that precedes the one that preceded it, and also for the verse that follows it. So therefore, the exclusion, Yevil He, is expounded on everything. So what's written next to it is the sending of the slaves. What's written before what's next to it, Lifnei Fonov, is the blowing of the shofar. And also what's written afterwards, which means returning of the properties. So if any one of these mitzvahs is not uh, been fulfilled, then the Yavu does not apply with regards to the prohibition of working the ground. But it also says Yovel. The Gemara said before that there's an extra word Yovel, that there's also inclusion, that the Yovel is coming to include even if one or part of the mitzvah has not been fulfilled, it's still be Yovel. And the Gemara says, Ahu Bafilu that the word Yovel is coming to include and to tell us that even the Chutzlaritz 
applies the mitzvah of sending away the slaves, but not that Yovel will apply even without one of these mitzvahs that they have been commanded. The Pasuk says, It's mashma that only at Yisrael there is an obligation of the Yovel, but not the Chutz Laaretz. The Gemara says, that language of Ba'aretz is coming to teach us that only when there is a freedom for the slaves in the in Eretz Yisrael, then also Chutz Laaretz. But when it doesn't apply in Eretz Yisrael, so that they didn't blow the shoifer, they didn't send away the slaves in Eretz Yisrael, so just in Chutz Laaretz alone, Yevil does not apply. Further, we learned in the Mishnah that on the first day of Tishrei's Roshon, Roshonim, and then it says, for planting. That means, with regards to planting Orlo, that if you plant it before Rosh Hashanah, so when the Rosh Hashanah arrives, then it's considered that the first year has completed, and the second year begins. How do we know that the first day of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah with regards to Orlo? The Gemara answers, because the passing of Ayikra Perikutes, the passing of Gimuch of Dalet, it says, Sholish Shonim Arel. The Pasik starts, Tatum Kolaitz Machel, Varaltam or Losi Espiria, you should plant all the uh, fruit trees and you should make it Orlo, Sholish Shonim, Yelachem Arel, Loyachem, for three years Arel. Even then the Pasik that follows it says, Vashon Arvis, and on the fourth year you call Piria Kadish Lulun Lashem. So the Yolif, so we learned what is a Year that is said by Orlo and Barivoi as a Shana Shana Mitishre. Shana Shana Tishre. That also on the month of Tishre we find the language of Shana. Dixiv, as the Pasik in Dvarim Perikidala Pasik in Base is Mereshis Shana. And that Pasik earlier on Chesom Adav we expounded that it talks about the month of Tishre. So also with regards to Orlo, it's called Shana every year begins with Tishre. Freddy Mara Veligmar Shana Shana Minisha. Why don't you Shana Shana Minisha? Because over there also says in Shmois Perikid Beis, Pasik Beis, Dixiv, Rishon Hulachem Lechot Shashana. So we should start the years of Orla from this. The one answer is Donim, Shana, Sheinimo Chadoshim, Mishana Sheinimo Chadoshim. That we learned Shana, which is written by Orla, without Sheinimo Chadoshim, there's no other month, it's not Chadshe, there's no plural. There's just a Shana. So Mishono Sheini Mochadoshim, that there's no mention of month, but in Donim Shono Sheini Mochadoshim, but you're not going to learn the meaning of Shono of Orlo, which doesn't Chadoshim, Mishono Sheishim Mochadoshim. Over there it says Lechod Sheha Shono, so there's a month over there, Shono. That's what we're going to learn from Tishrei and not from Nisan. Tandar Abano, we learned in Abraites, Echod Anaiteya, if you plant a new tree in the ground, or the Echod Amavrich, Mavrich means that you bent a branch of a living tree which is uh, connected to the ground and you stick it into the ground and after it takes root you cut the connection to the tree and it becomes its own tree or or you take a branch of one tree and you graft it into another tree and that way that grafted branch which is been grafted can continues to grow from the tree. So if you do it Erev Shviz, on the sixth year of the Shemitah, before Shemitah, so if it's done Shloishim Yoim, Lifnei Rosh Hashanah, 30 days before Rosh Hashanah, so then when it comes Rosh Hashanah, also Leishonah, so the first year 
is already counted, and now you start the second year for the counting of the years of Allah. And likewise, and you're allowed to let them stay on Shviz, and they're not considered like plantings that have been planted on the Shemitah, which the din is that they must be uprooted. But if you planted or you did the other ways, uh, you bent it or you crafted it, less than 30 days. And that was, if it was in a year, it's not a Shemitah. So when the Roshana comes, they're also Roshana. So it's not considered a year for the laws of Arlo. And only when the next year Tishrei comes, the first year will be completed for the Shneis Arlo. And if he does so on Erev Shviz, less than 30 days before Roshana, also Lekhaim Shviz. Then you're not allowed to leave it by Shviz because there is a obligation to add in the seventh year, 30 days at the end of the sixth year. As the Gemara said earlier, and that tree that was planted within that time is treated like a tree that was planted in Shviz, in which the Allah is that you must uproot it.